Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Scholars Podcast, where you get a chance to learn all about the only program in the country that keeps students involved in the outdoors while educating them on career opportunities within the outdoor industry. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast. I'm William Crawford, the host of this show. Uh, and today we have Griffin Phillips and Ethan King with us uh, just after their uh, big finish at Toledo Bend uh, just a few days ago as part of the first stop in the Bassmaster Collegiate Series Tournament Trail for the 2020 season. Uh, guys, welcome to the to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we dive in and, and really talk about the uh, the tournament itself, tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, and what year you are in school. All right, I'm Griffin, and I'm I live just north of Birmingham. I grew up on Smith Lake, so that was uh, always known to be fishing clear water and stuff like that, spotted bass. But uh, I'm a freshman this year, studying marketing, looking for a good finish this year. I'm Ethan King. I grew up in Wilsonville, Alabama, which is about five minutes from Lay Lake, and I'm a freshman in college, and I like, uh, growing up on the Coosa River, really, just figured out how to fish current, uh, shallow, largemouth, and spotted bass. So, you guys are are fairly close to to campus here. what was kind of the deciding factor of what made y'all want to attend the University of Montevallo and be on the fishing team in the Outdoor Scholars program? I've always had like that small town feel. Like I like everyone being close and having just knowing everyone on campus. And when I came here the first time and met a few older kids on the team who kind of helped me, pointed me in the right direction, it it seemed to like this just seemed to be like the place for me. And the whole fishing team, I really enjoy being around. So that's how what really led my decision to come here. What about you, Ethan? Uh, I kind of lean the same way Griffin does. I like to know everyone that we go to school with. And, you know, most of us, especially the freshmen coming in, we knew each other before we got here, just fishing in high school. And it just seemed like we all wanted to go to the same school so we didn't have to fish against each other. Well, I know that uh, this this year we, we had a, a very good freshman class to, to come in. Um, and, and you guys decided to, to partner up and, and fish out of the same boat with each other. How'd that process kind of work out for you guys, and how'd y'all end up together? Well, we never really knew each other through high school. We just saw each other at weigh-ins and stuff like that. And his dad came up to me at one of the uh, one of the state championships and was like, hey, uh, you and Ethan might need to talk to each other, fish with each other this summer, and we'll see how y'all pair up with each other, see if you like being in the boat with each other. And when y'all go to college, y'all might want to fish with each other. So we kind of just started fishing with each other a little bit, talking back and forth. And we decided that we'd be partners throughout college and thought we could do well together because we were so diverse. Because he likes to fish shallow and I like to fish deep. So it's just worked out. Well, it it, it has worked out uh, thus far through the the season with the big start that that you guys have had through this first tournament. Kind of leading up into this this spring season you know you guys got to fish a few tournaments together in the fall and had some success are there any particular goals or anything that y'all set out to have right at the beginning of the year or for for this first year being your freshman year we kind of just wanted to make a name for ourselves yeah. like we didn't 
we didn't want to come in and just bomb every tournament we were in. And everyone, I, I think I think now our goal is to win team of the year. It's got after after this good start. We don't want to. We got this one out of the way. We knew this one would be one of our tougher ones. So, but he's Ethan had been there before that time of year, so we knew a little bit of what we were going to do going into Toledo Bend. But we just knew, like, coming into this year, we wanted a good finish. We just wanted to make a name for ourselves, kind of get ourselves set in the college fishing world. And so far, it's worked out. All right, so, so Ethan, you fished Toledo Bend before. Griffin, was this your first time? This was my first time going down there. So so give us kind of the, the layout. Like, what was, what was the weather like? What was the water temperatures like uh, going into this tournament? Um, when we got there, it was about 75 degrees, the air temperature. The air temperature, And yeah. then the water temp was about 65. Yeah. And from being there two years ago, I kind of, when I was there two years ago, I kind of wasted my whole practice doing, you know, not knowing how to fish that lake. And the last day of practice, I found one area that just had really big fish in it. So we put the boat in the water. First day we got there, went back there and caught what, several four-pounders, yeah. and then we're headed out, and Griffin Hooks one is like 10, 10, three-quarter, 11-pounder in that same area. So we went, replicated more of that, and the way the weather was going to do, it was going to, you know, there was going to be a big cold front hit, and it was going to be cold the entire week of the tournament, so the water temp dropped to, what was it, about 50, 50s, 50, probably. Yeah, 50 to 55 during the tournament. So there was still some fish up there shallow, but we had to kind of change our game plan up and found a couple deep areas and then some docks we caught some other fish off of. We knew this spot we found, though. Like, there was big ones here. The tournament could be one in this one spot where he, he had caught them the years before, and we put the boat in. We caught some good fish, but with the cold front coming in, we didn't really know what it would do to these fish. So we kept looking and looking, and we thought there's no way this could be the only place that we can catch a bass. So we looked and looked and looked and finally found two more two offshore schools where we could get a bite and we knew that if this plan just bombed we had something to fall back on and then the last day of practice we found a little dock deal where we could catch just some keepers off some docks and thought it would salvage points if this cold front just completely kills our shallow bite how how important do you think it is going into a tournament to to know the lake to, to have fished that spot or that lake before, do you think it even matters if, you, if you're able to put some time in before the tournament? We're both big believers on just being prepared. Like it, before the tournaments, we don't like to be rushed and throw our stuff together. We, we do know what we're looking at with the lake because we get on Google Earth and Navionics and Lake Master and look at all these different charts and water temps and keep up with the depth levels and how it's coming up or falling. And we just like to be prepared going into a tournament. So, like, every, we'll get together two days before and spend about two days getting our lines reeled, uh, tackle organized, because we don't want to waste time during practice because we know how critical those moments could be because it could be five minutes before dark before you got to be out of the water and you could find the winning spot and you don't want to be tangled up with each other trying to get a rod out because you don't have a bait, trying to find something in the boat. You don't know what you're looking for, and it helps out. Say you catch them on a, say you catch them on secondary points or something on a crankbait. Being prepared to know where more of that stuff is across the lake during practice and not having to waste time looking at a map really cuts down. I feel like just wasted time during practice. So it's kind of like school, in other words. If you study and prepare for that test, you'll be ready for it when that day comes. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, how was your practice right leading up before the first day of the tournament? Were were y'all did you really think you had something going there during practice? Um, you know, we caught some fish in practice, especially what the first two or three days. Yeah. We could we felt like we could have really caught them really good. And then once we figured out what we could do there, the rest of our practice we caught some fish, but I wouldn't say that we caught just like we didn't think we could win. Yeah, because it's just because we were fishing new areas. So it was more of just trying to find something different to fall back on than hitting those same, well, we thought we could catch big ones. So we didn't really, we weren't 100% sure if we could continue to catch fish in the areas where we caught big ones. But we knew as long as we just kept running new stuff, we could rule out a lot of water and maybe look up and find something new to fall back on. So this tournament, uh, all the, the Bassmaster College Series tournaments are three-day tournaments. The format's two days, everyone fishes, and then they, they take the top 10 or 12, 12. Uh, uh, into the, the final day. So after day one, kind of where were y'all sitting after day one, and, and what were some thoughts to, to go into day two? Well, day one, we, so we ended up drawing boat one at our first, college, first big college tournament, boat one, going out first on a lake where it's very hard to run. The water was very low. You have to run the poles at Toledo Bend. It's just very tough, stumps everywhere. So for me, we were in my boat this tournament, and for me driving and everything, it was kind of nerve-wracking going in, but we just thought, we'll take our time, we'll get down there. We know where we're going. No one's going to beat us there. So we get down there to to um, our first spot, and we roll up, and we're calm. I hook into a big one, and it comes off. No big deal. It happens. Well, we, we catch a four-pounder, and this is our shallow spot we thought we could win off of. Well, that was the only fish we caught off of it until about 12 o'clock, and we had to abandon it and hope these deep spots held up that we resorted to in practice. And we went out there and ended up catching four good fish off our deep spot. And that was really how we ended up salvaging that day. We had 13-12 day one, which really... It, we were in like 36th, I think, going into day two. Something like that. Yeah, so we were able to not be out of it, but but we were we knew, no means in it. We knew we were going to have to catch yeah. them the second day. We knew we were going to have to catch them. We knew we had to get five shallow bites because that was where all our big ones were. If we could get five bites shallow, we could make it to the second day yep. or so, the third day. So, so second day rolls around. You're sitting in 30th some odd place. You knew you needed a, a big bag to, to jump up there. Um you're the last boat out. Last boat out. In day day number two. But that that actually helped because we could weigh in later and it would more, you know, more time with that sun on the water helps us shallow fish. So it, so that that helped you out to an extent. But when you got to your first spot of the day, was there anybody on it? No, there we wasn't. Never, we never saw a boat within a mile of that mile place. of us. But there was. Well, we were making about a 15 minute idle. Yeah, it was into the back of this creek and. I mean, it would idle, and you were hitting stumps and everything, but we knew that we had to get to this one spot. We fish, we go through there that morning, don't get a bite, and we're scrambling around. We're running to different creeks and don't get a bite. So we just calm down, go back to where we knew fish were. This is 2 o'clock. We had to be just, back in at 4.30. We hadn't had a bite. That sun warming it up. Two thirty. We, we started to expand on what we knew, and we found this one patch of grass, the only, because Toledo floods and everything and the low water killed all the grass in it well we found one well, we caught, patch of growing grass we caught one we, there's a little there was a little area where we like could go inside this it's a tiny pocket yeah. but there was one deep bank 
like mm-hmm. where the channel swung up to the bank. And in practice, we figured we could just throw down that bank, and it was like every time you threw in there, you caught one. So we went in there, threw down it, and it just it wasn't happening. So yeah. we were we were like, all right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of backed out of there, and we had been fishing to the left of that pocket in. So I turned around, and I threw my chatterbait to the right down this bank, and I caught one. And we both got to talking. and was like, let's just go right. Let's just go down that bank. So we're going down through there, and he catches one. And then I think we caught another one. Yep. We ended up calling twice. And then right we, before we started getting grass on our bait around these stumps. I was like, there's some grass out here. I was like, maybe, you know, there should be some right here because there hadn't been any grass. And we were fishing down through there, and I come by a stump, and it just, my chatterbait went slack, and I leaned into it, and it was like, what, close to a five-pounder? Yeah, like five-pounder probably. And then I think we culled twice off that Cold grass twice. Too. I think we ended up having 15-ish pounds, something like that, on day two, which we were sitting there biting our fingernails. We ended yeah. up sliding into the final day in 12th place. By one ounce. By one ounce. So So you guys now, you you, you, you kind of waited to the last few minutes, basically, of, of the second day yes. of the tournament. Got the fish you needed to, to squeak into the final day. What's going through you guys' heads now? This is your first Bassmaster tournament as a as a college angler. You're you've made it into the top twelve. You get to fish the final day. What's going through your heads now? Well, when but, you go in as top, when you go in as twelfth, you know there ain't nowhere to there, go. But there's up. no yeah, there's yeah. no going down. You can only go up. So we went out and our we hit our shallow stuff, and we were gonna do it all day. Our plan the night before was we're gonna put two chatterbaits on the deck, and we're just gonna go shallow fish all day. Yeah, well, we did that right until up to weigh-in, and yeah. we had two or three fish, something well, we, like that. We thought it was going to go all right because the area we'd been fishing, that previous day we had fished a new area, like a new, you know, like a spot inside the spot. We fished it that day before, and we kind of caught some. was like, we'll just start on something completely new in there. We pulled up, and he caught one, and we're going down the bank, and I caught a four-pounder, and we were like, this is going to go good, and mm. then... We didn't get another bite for four or five hours. And we kind of scrambled, went to our deep spot late in the day. Nothing. Probably 45 minutes before weigh-in. Yeah. We hit the deep spot, and it was just dead. Nothing. And we uh, ran over to these docks we found the last day of practice. I think this is maybe the first time we fished them. First time we fished them in the tournament. Yep. And we pulled up, and he caught two on a drop shot, just bam, bam. And... Then we had our limit filled, and it was just, it was just all, it just all came together. So, so, so going, going to the, you know, going into weigh-in on that, that final day, you've got your fish, in your minds, where did you think you kind of would end up after weigh-in? We, we knew we'd go up, because we knew some people didn't have five, and five was critical to have. It was. The tournament was getting tougher throughout the yes. days, too. With all the, I mean, there was 250 boats out there beating on this one lake. And then you have the high schoolers coming in this year who fish on Sundays for their opens. So you have all them out there practicing for their tournaments. But luckily, the high schoolers this year have been very, like, if you're fishing in the college tournament, they know you're in top 12. They'll stay out of your way a little bit, which it makes it very easy. But it's still the boat pressure and everything out there on the water. And the fish, it still affects the fish a ton. So we knew going into that. That we had five, we were happy with it. Another top twelve, or just a top twelve in our first one, we couldn't ask for a better start. 
So, so you guys go in and weigh in and, and finish ninth uh, in your, your first Bassmaster tournament that qualified you for the national championship. I know we had a couple other teams that qualified, uh, making the top 25 cut as well, and that's always a good thing when you can have multiple teams go in and, and have success, especially the first tournament of the year. Um, so that puts you all on a good starting point. You're qualified. That takes the monkey off your back right off the beginning. Uh, then knowing the next tournament up is, is Smith Lake being uh, Griffin, your home lake. I know there was some excitement about that coming coming forward um, and, um, and and all. But, uh, you know, kind of moving forward after this first tournament, uh, I know that, that it seemed like there were some ups and, and downs. Kind of what's your, what's your thought moving forward for the rest of the year? Now it's kind of a – you don't really want to. You want to swing for it, but you don't want to swing for it kind of deal on these next ones because you have to salvage your points. Points are a huge deal. Every ounce counts at the end of the year. I mean, it could come down to one or two points when it comes to deciding angler of the year. So you really you want to have five bass every day from here on, and good good finishes, top twelves will really make a difference throughout the year. Well, we wish you guys uh, continued success throughout the uh, the, the next uh, few months as, as the uh, college fishing season is, is geared up and, and it's full steam of ahead. Uh, but hopefully you guys will have good uh, success at Smith Lake coming up and uh, look forward to maybe uh, sitting here again and, and having another recap uh, for one of the other big tournaments coming up this year. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that wraps us up for this podcast. Thanks for listening. Check back with us next time to see where we may be or what in the world we may be doing. If you enjoyed today's podcast, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. Also, it would really help us out if you would rate and review. Be sure to come back often for a new episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast.